This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, this is Phil Town. And this is Danielle Town. Welcome to the Invested Podcast, where Danielle and I have been digging deep into the onion of Warren Buffett investing, one little Indeed. layer at a time, <laughs> for five years. We hope you guys are enjoying it, and um, we hope we can keep making it better and better. And I'm so are, glad that we're both back, Dad. We're both back. It's, it's been a crazy summer. It's been a crazy year for it's me. It's been a crazy year. One of those years where you just don't want to wish this on anybody. Yeah, agree. But, but I'll but, tell you what, one of the things we learned about being a good investor is to be grateful. And Wahei Takeda, who we've talked about, said, be grateful for everything in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Good stuff, bad stuff. So find the little piece of the bad stuff to be grateful for, because there's always something. And then be grateful for that. I'm saying this to you guys so I can remember to do it. <laughs> I agree. It's easier said than done. I agree. I mean... Yeah, I was just in for a long COVID doctor appointment and they were telling me about the symptoms that some people have. And, you know, not that you need to hear about other people being worse. It's kind of terrible to hear about that, actually. But, um, you know, it does make me grateful that I'm not having a lot of symptoms that could be worse. So, yeah, I mean, um, one of the things that you can do, actually, to be grateful for things that are happening to you, which are unpleasant at to say it nicely, horrible would be another way, is just to realize other people can be going through just horrific things, you know, just yeah. horrific things. Yeah. And um, things you wouldn't wish on anybody. But do you know what these doctors do, Dad? I didn't even tell you this, I don't think. the. So I saw the neurologist recently. And at the end of the appointment, they were like, oh, here's our card. Don't be worried by what it says about transplants. And I was like, transplants? Huh, that's interesting. And they said they do stem cell transplants on people with multiple sclerosis. Like that's kind of their normal job. And then wow. now they're also seeing long COVID patients. Wow. And I was like, man. good God. Like, first of all, you're doing the Lord's worth work. And secondly, like, thank you for taking the time to talk to me about my comparatively very minor problems. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's, I don't like having that be the structure where you have to hear about other people having a worse time because that's also not pleasant or good. And I don't want other people to be feeling worse, but it does put things into perspective, of course. And it's well, certainly... I've got to do one more perspective thing. Okay. And that is that I have just, I've been kind of ambivalent about, you know, vaccines i mean to a certain point and I, I have to tell you when i went in for this i went in for a kidney stone it turned out to be a really big kidney stone and they had to operate to get it out and they couldn't operate when they wanted to and they left me for four days on really serious drugs so that they could finally open up a spot because the hospital is overwhelmed by 
unvaccinated people who have got COVID. Mm -hmm. And it turned out the entire Piedmont hospital system here in Atlanta has been overwhelmed to a point where they've now called in the National Guard for help. Really? Um, It's that bad. I mean, we were in the emergency room. I was vomiting into a bag for an hour before anybody could even see us. I mean, bent over in horrible pain. And that was that was just like, um, well, join the club because this room's full of people like you. Yeah. And they never did get us into a treatment room. I mean, I'm on an IV, I got morphine drip going. And you're in the hallway. I'm in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a war zone. Yeah. So, guys, here's here's what I think we have to think about that. They're what I didn't really maybe necessarily understand. By the way, I've been vaccinated and everybody around here that I know has been vaccinated. But I've had two friends die. One, sorry, one friend die and one friend just make it out of ICU. By a, They said a day later he would have died. And hmm. neither of them was vaccinated. They just didn't think they needed to. And my cousin got COVID last January, didn't think he needed a vaccine, and got it again. And the second time around, he almost had to go to the hospital. He's been hmm. down for two weeks. So no joke. Um, The thing that makes this vaccine really important for everybody to do is not only is it a way to get rid of COVID, but there's a requirement, almost a civic duty to make make it that you are not the person filling up the hospital emergency room because you didn't feel like getting vaccinated. And, And people apparently are dying in Florida, older people who have problems that have to be seen to immediately and they can't get to them because of overwhelmed emergency rooms. Because of unvaccinated people. So guys, think think seriously about getting a vaccine. And if you've already got them, be thinking seriously about getting the booster when it's open. And Please. let's try, yes. to, try to not overload our very brave medical people who are on, you know, working 24-7 trying to help everyone that's not taking care of themselves and doing kind of a civic duty. So I just thought I'd say that. It's just occurring to me that we've never talked about vaccines and we certainly have a platform and it's nothing to do with investing except invest in your own health and maybe the health of those around you. Um, And I am also vaccinated despite all of my symptoms and um, got it the second that I possibly could. And so did Nuno. So and I think yeah. that leads us into today's subject a bit. Perfect. Which is back to the checklist. And we have the checklist. Gone, <laughs> we've gone through the the first portion of the checklist, which is really a huge part of it. That is, you know, getting on the radar, find where'd you find this company, and then understanding the business, including meaning management, margin of safety. And um, having come through that, the next part of the checklist is about values. I call it love the business because it fits the acronym R-U-L-E-S nicely. And um, really don't care if you love the business. What I care is that you you attach your values to your money. And this, hmm. is, this is something that is, it's not widely known that a lot of good investors do that. There, there's an ethical or a moral quality to the investing process. Now, many investors do not attach that. I mean, I believe Jim Cramer is one of them. Jim is, you know, great guy, runs mad money. I think he likes to separate, you know, your sort of moral view of the world from where you put your money. Yeah, many uh, investors I've heard say that 
they actually think it makes them make poor choices to put that kind of what they would call like emotionality or uh, feelings or trying to attach qualitative values to a company. They think that that can sway their otherwise objective opinion. Um, Okay. My view is like, okay, if it's working for you, cool. But I don't think that that's a great long-term investing choice. My view is that using these kinds of uh, qualitative value-oriented checklist points actually makes us choose better companies, companies that are invested in, um, in making more sustainable choices for a long time. And, and if you're going to be a short-term investor, I kind of get why you wouldn't care about this stuff so much. But as a long-term investor, I need to be invested in companies that care about the same stuff that I do, or they're going to make choices at some point in a crisis like a pandemic that I may not think is so great. And I want a company that I can be like, all right, I've, whatever they're picking, like I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good choice. Not positive, but I'm pretty sure. Now you said the word sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I let's go into that a little bit because I have, a, I get a little twitchy about sustainability, uh, sort of the, well, there's two different the meanings to it. Or ESG, there's, ESG. there's two different meanings to it. There's the sort of environmental sustainability meaning, but then there's also the meaning of being able to, to sustain itself as that's, a long-term ongoing concern I was of a company. Would, yeah. I was pretty sure that's where you're coming from because um, there's this whole ESG thing going on out there, which has sort of become, honestly, it's right, in my view, it's right there with all these big corporations. They very facilely fit themselves into the niche that allows fund managers to feel good about themselves to put money in there. And it, the same way they have a mission statement, which is, yeah. you know, kumbaya. They totally do that a lot. It's greenwashing and it's... it's- super lame for it greenwashing it's not my word i wish i could take credit for that but yeah it's that's the word for it and it's really really stupid and annoying and takes up a lot of money and resources that could be spent on actual useful good choices by a company and it pisses me off yeah these guys are running so but it's hard to Um, tell the difference it's hard to tell the difference sometimes so i mean yeah, you got it's part of knowing your company. That's I was just thinking what about what I'm hoping Berkshire. this checklist helps us with. Yeah, tell yeah. me about. Okay, yeah. should we let's go do the checklist. checklist we'll okay, but but I would, I do need to do our little intro because we took um, a break during August. So for anybody who's showing up here today and listening and going like, what checklist? What are you talking about? Quick intro. We started this checklist a year ago, roughly. So <laughs> go back <laughs> in the episodes. You will find the beginning of the checklist. We went through it for like. 10 episodes or so. Um, And then we took a break because we got tired of it and things happened in the world and in life. And now we're coming back to it, which I'm really excited about. I love going through this checklist. Dad, you're like less excited because it's your checklist and you know it. Um, But I think it's absolutely fascinating to hear your checklist. So this is your checklist. I'm hearing it for the first time. I have not seen it and I don't know it. And so I'm asking lots of questions as we go. So we're now in this, we've gone through a number of sections, um, which track the sections that we've talked about, like in our book, Invested, and in the way that you teach investing um, through the meaning, the moat, the pricing of the company, the management. Management, margin of safety. 
margin of safety. It's pricing, right? Right. And now, what section are we in? We're in the love section. The love, love section. Business. Put your money where your values are. That's how we headline this one. And it has just three questions. Oh, okay. Just three questions uh, or three statements, right? So the first one is, my kids, that would be you, honey, mm. are proud I own this business. Oh, my. You've never asked me if I was proud if you owned any business. I know. So it's all I, conjecture. I decide for you that <laughs> Clearly. you're proud. That I own this business. <laughs> My daughter will be proud that I own this business. My kids it, are proud a, I own this business. It's a kind of a high bar. I actually use this all the time as a way of double checking my own values. You know whether I'm putting greed ahead of of uh, what is what is good to do in the world, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really tempting to buy stuff that you know is going to go up. But it's not something you would be proud to own. Hmm. And you have to remember when we're talking about values, remember, Danielle, the, the, the critical thing about values is the understanding that's fundamental to rule one investing, which is that if we buy one share of stock, we act as if we just bought the entire company. Mm -hmm. So we don't look at things per share so much, we, right? We, because mm -hmm. we're acting like we're buying the entire company, we look at the entire market capitalization. Mm -hmm. We look at what the earnings are, not what the earnings are per share, the growth of real earnings. You know, we look at per share stuff too. But basically, we want to look at it as if we own the entire business. And that really comes home when you think in terms of values. Because hmm. it's pretty easy to duck hmm. the values question by saying, I don't own very much of it. That is right. true. And that is what people who investors who say like, oh, I don't really care. That actually sways my thinking. That's the kind of stuff they say. Who cares? I only own a little bit. I own. And typically these people don't own uh, don't own large amounts of companies. So they'll own like 200 different stocks, you know, right, so they right. don't actually really own very much of each sure. one of them. And yet I agree if you own any of it except for your practice shares, right? Then Fair <laughs> then um then you're but putting you're, your money into that company and literally supporting it. Yeah, I mean think about how what a big thing right now um it is in the United States about racism and how you would feel about this. And I would tell this to your friends is uh what if this is a slave plantation? that you own a piece of. Do you feel the same way about it now? Do you really like, you only own a little piece of the slave plantation, so it's no big deal? So you're saying there's kind of like a bar and you got to figure out where that bar is for you? Well, I'm thinking that if you make an obvious, you know, like an yeah. evil place, right? Right. You might just take a breath here before you just immediately say, I don't care. Yeah, got it. Because you won't say that. Your friends will not say, I don't care. Yeah. They, what they'll say is, these, none of these are slave plantations. That's what they'll say. None of these are slave plantations. You mean the so, companies that are available yeah, on the open the, market? Those okay. 200 that they own, right? Yeah, yeah. None of those are slave plantations. So then you just take it to the next level. Okay, well, then, you know, let's say that you think that smoking is, is a bad idea for your children, and you've taught them not to smoke, but you own Altria. Mm -hmm. 
right? You cool mm-hmm. with that? You, it's only a little piece of Altria. Mm-hmm. But doesn't that make you immediately a complete hypocrite? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I've been pitched by some long-term, very Buffety investors. Absolutely. Altria. Yep. Altria. It's got because numbers. Of, uh, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, by the way, you know, we're, we're so based on, on Warren Buffett, it, it would be a cool thing to think, what does Buffett do about this kind of stuff? Does Buffett have values playing into the companies that he buys? And he's, there's, over the years, it's been real interesting watching him answer these questions on things like Coca-Cola mm-hmm. or... Um, or literally tobacco, which is what Altria means. Tobacco. Um, and he's addressed that actually specifically. Yes. Um, gambling companies. Just to say it, he said that he would not choose to own a tobacco company because he doesn't think, to go to my sustainability point, he said it was because he didn't think that those companies had a good long-term future because the products they make are very, very bad for people. So he didn't want to be involved on a on a personal values level, but he didn't want to be involved on a corporate values level right. either. But and it, I think those goes- things generally go together. They do. And it goes deep for, for, for Buffett. Um, he tells a story in one of his biographies about his one of the first companies he bought all of. And it was a company, I hope I'm getting this pretty accurate. It's been years since I remember reading this, but basically that it was a company in Nebraska that was down the road from Omaha, not that far in a small town. He bought the whole company because he knew that the sum of the parts of the company were worth much, much more than he was going to pay for the whole thing. Hmm. So he knew that he could break this up and sell off the pieces, and it was a super rule one deal. He couldn't lose money on it. Mm -hmm. What he didn't take into consideration that went past just the, you know, the numbers and understanding the business is that people were employed in that town in this business. And when he bought it and started taking it apart, these people lost their jobs, and they pilloried him. He was a young guy. He was in his 20s. And he didn't enjoy that experience at all of being someone that good people looked at as a bad person. Yeah. And he never did it again. That's why yeah. he isn't in the that world of, uh, you know, taking apart businesses. So I, I think the, the element of personal values is very strong in Charlie. It's very strong in Warren. Um, but it's their personal values. You're not going to share every value that they have. Warren's totally good with Coca-Cola. You might not be. He's totally good with um, energy companies that he's owned oil companies in the past. You may not be, right? He owns electric companies that depend on power sources that you may disagree with. But he's also building windmill companies. He's got a he's got the biggest wind energy company in Iowa. So. Yeah. Um, you know, these guys, I think, are walking their talk. They're not going to walk your talk or my talk. And that's the point I wanted to make about ESG. ESG is actually formulaic. And and they've tried to... For- Fund managers who want to put money in Berkshire feel that they can't put money in Berkshire if they're an ESG fund. Because Berkshire is not willing well, to fill out the ESG form. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah. They're yeah. not willing to fill out the form. It's right because their I choice. Think it's ridiculous, yeah. right? So that's where I'm, I mean, you really need to know your business. You don't. You don't. 
it's not enough to go say, oh, this company's got the box checked for ESG. Right. And therefore, it's a, so, it's a good company for me to own. Right. That Definitely. That's how it works. Definitely. All right. Definitely. So I have a question about this. Like this. I have a question about this point. Okay. My kids are proud I own this business. So mm. how does that, like my experience is that there are kind of, let's say 10%, roughly, maybe more or less than that, that are, I love this business. It They do everything the way I would do it. And they're amazing. And I love their values. And I hate this business. It's awful. It's the worst thing on earth. I hope it goes bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of companies in the middle that are mm-hmm. just kind of there, doing mm-hmm. their thing, making their money. Mm-hmm. How does this point, and maybe your other points address this better, but how does this point, like... The next point addresses it very well. Okay. Because this Actually. is saying like, yes, I'm super into it, but... I'm proud of this business. Like a so, general yeah. sort of, I don't know what kind of business would be like super innocuous. Um, probably you could find something you dislike or like about any business. Uh, a company that makes shoes or something. Okay. Yeah. Shoe company A. Um, it's not changing does, the world, It doesn't right? meet this standard or does it yeah i think it could but but the next and you'll see what the next question is or the next statement okay this business number two is this business deserves to be in the world in 20 years this episode is brought to you by la quinta by window your work can take you all over the place like texas you've never been but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Oh, I love that one, Dad. That's excellent. And that's really the, 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 the thing that allows me to have a great range of businesses I'm proud of. And it's like... Some businesses are going to be much closer to perfect in your view, right? I mean, I'd be very proud of Tesla if I could ever find a way to own it, right? I mean, look at what they're doing to the world. Look what Elon Musk is doing all by himself. It's like, wow. And by the way, look at what the pride of shareholders have done with that company, that has the pride of people owning Tesla is what has given that company the ability to survive. Yes. It is amazing to me that it's the power amazing. of the market literally has done that. Yes, Tesla has done a good job. Elon Musk has pushed through a million things. Like they've done a good job, but they wouldn't have had the money to do any of that if it weren't Not for their shareholders. Right? Exactly. I mean, shareholders me slash away. car owners. You Blows know? me away. I know. Yeah. It's extraordinary. There's some, there's some wonderful things that have happened as people have gotten involved in investing yeah. in the last last 10 years. It's extraordinary going on. Yeah. So the business deserves to be in the world. So that can be your shoe company, right? It doesn't have to be Tesla. It's a cool shoe company. It's making good shoes, right? And so you like it, their values. If Maybe it it's fails, Tom, like if it fails a point on the checklist, like let's say it fails that point number one, but it meets the one about being in the world in twenty years. Well, what I'm, does that mean? I, I mean, I'm judging for you what what I'm proud of. Uh huh. <laughs> when I say my kids would be proud of the business. Well, I guess that's my. Is I it would, like? Is it like they wouldn't hate it? They or? wouldn't hate it. It wouldn't. They wouldn't be embarrassed <laughs> to own it. 
<laughs> Maybe that's the one. My kids are not embarrassed to own this business. I'm not embarrassed to tell them I own this to business. Tell their, yeah, my children don't mind telling their friends that I own this business. Something along those lines is actually pretty fair because you know how kids can be. But Judgmental as hell. <laughs> just like really, really have high values sometimes. <laughs> so I think that the the bar is you own this business. It's your family's business. You just bought one share yeah. of XYZ Shoe Company. Yeah. And you own it. Are you are you proud to own it? Are your kids going to tell their friends yeah. or are they not going to tell their friends? Are we going to find out that they're ma- making shoes with child labor? Yeah. Uh, and right. you're going mean, to be embarrassed to be involved with them. You go to your seventh grade class for, you know, what does my dad do day? Or what yeah. does my mom do day? And she's the COO of the shoe company. You don't want some kid there who goes, my dad says, you know, <laughs> you guys use child labor from from Hong Kong or something. It, it, yeah, you want to yeah. know the business. And you want to know that it matches the values you'd stand up for. Yeah. And I just have to add to that, that at a certain point, we as outside investors can't know everything going on with a business. And I do feel like there is a little bit of um, overreaching when something like that does come out about a company that nobody who in the investor world had known about. And people go like, how could you have been involved? Well, right. we didn't know. You know, we did the best we could. We did the best due diligence we could. Right. And uh, I, I don't know. It, it bugs me wasn't, a little bit when people are like, like that with- but what about this one thing that came out this one time? And it's like, well, you know what? Yeah, I, I think you're right. People can get pretty high it, up on their yeah, horses it, when, you know, remember, you, you're living in a glass house. So when you throw rocks, watch out. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't care about that stuff because it's important to know about it and decide yes or no if we if it is information that we have. But I also think, you know, as a Martha Stewart obsessed person, when she went to jail for insider trading, I was horrified and shocked and couldn't believe that my Martha would do such a thing, you know. And uh, there's just some things that happen sometimes that you can't necessarily predict about people and then it turns out that she didn't really do anything all that bad and she is actually the person that i thought that she was the whole time the end and they just kind of did a bonfire of the vanities on her they totally did they really did vindication for martha read that book yeah the the yeah so okay that's the second one and the third one last one is really pretty obvious the business matches my personal and business values Business matches my personal and business values. So values, let's make sure we all understand what a value is, in, in my view. Um, <laughs> what I let's think make it sure is. we all understand <laughs> what I'm saying it is. And, and it's, here's what it is. Um, values are what you do. They're not what you say you do. And for most of us, they're... Well, I mean, integrity is really sort of doing what you say you do. Mm-hmm. And so most of us have some degree of trouble and with values being here high and our actions don't match one-to-one what we, what we say our values are. And we can write it off to being human and we should, but we also should aspire to, to match what we say our values are. 
But if you want to know what someone's values are, you watch what they do, not what they say they do. Mm-hmm. And so as an investor, when I say that this business matches my personal values, it's the things I do. What do I re- what are my real values? So I might say I want all electricity all the time everywhere and the oil companies are terrible. But I drive my car to the gas station and I fill it. Okay. And I don't want gas to go up. <laughs> I want gas at $2.80 a gallon and I want to be able to fill my tank and oil but are companies you, are, are you terrible like, people. If you're the person who's like, I want all electricity all the time and gas is terrible and then you drive yeah. your car to the gas station, are you not then yeah. being like a giantly uncomfortable person pumping your car full of gas, hating it every moment and wishing you that you had an electric be. car? You should be, but humans are magically able to have this stated value and then act completely opposite. And okay. so what what I want to challenge you all to do is to try to figure out what your values really are. Do What do you do? Do you ride a bicycle or not? I mean, if you hate oil companies, do you ride a bicycle around? Because you sure shoot aren't driving a car, right? I mean, I guess you drive an electric <laughs> car, maybe, if you don't worry about where the electricity comes from that that recharges the car. What you're so saying you what is saying? be real. It's a complicated. Be true deal. to yourself in a in a real. In have a, a real, real hard way. look at what you choose to do, and then I think also like maybe adjust that a little bit if it's not reflecting. If what you're doing is not reflecting what you feel or what you see in your head, then it's not just investing that should reflect our values, but our actions as well. Right on. Right on. Absolutely. So have congruity. Have have integrity. Integrity is that process of matching up your actions with your values. And have and you really gone through that process yourself of of going like, oh, my value is this lofty thing, but then realize that in real life you like, for instance, did you hate Coca Cola the and then realize that you drank one Coca Cola every single day Thank from you. a from a specific public company that you have Thank also you many so times said for, bad for things about. Out for pointing out my the flaws in my character. But 100%. I don't see that I as a flaw in your character at all. Well, it's I mean, I would say that's a pretty major character flaw if you are disgusted by a company that promotes obesity and then you <laughs> drink their obesity product like it's, you know, it's life itself, then you you really have an issue. And I do. I We're talking about Coca-Cola here. And, and what McDonald's. company do you buy? Places. <laughs> I go and get it one. So I face this rather major challenge. I use Coke's product. This is how I've looked at it. I've looked at owning Coca-Cola multiple times. It's obviously Warren Buffett's favorite companies in the world. And he and Charlie drink Cokes like there's no... Like there's no tomorrow for either one of them and both of them are living forever. So, you know, and people challenge them every time. Why are you doing this? And Warren says, you got to get your calories someplace. I take mine from Coke. So it's just, he, he's got no issue with his values. Me, I stumble on this one because I do love to go get a Coke and McDonald's, if they keep their systems clean, has the best fountain Cokes in the world, in my opinion. (laughs) And I would drive a ways to go find one. So 
you know, wouldn't that open me up to just buying Coca-Cola stock since I use their product? But I kind of wish I didn't. I don't kind of wish. I wish I didn't use it as much. You wish you didn't and drink Cokes. I wish I didn't drink Cokes. As yeah. Like, you know, that I, it's, I just fall back into it. I really yeah. do over yeah. and over again. But then I do think actually in that situation, it would be hypocritical. It would be hypocritical then to go buy the stock because you're telling yourself, I'm doing this that's thing. That's where I came down. Yeah. I, 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 that's where I landed. I'm not buying it. And, um, and I deal, I was going to say, I deal with this on a regular basis for virtually every company that we take through the process goes into this piece of the, of the process of the checklist and holy smokes, you really can get into some conundrums, value driven conundrums. A lot of these companies are deeply dependent on China. Yeah. And you know, where do you stand on U.S. workers and the balance of trade and a Chinese totalitarian government, effectively a fascist government in China. Where do you stand with all that, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why a lot of people say, I'm just not going to think about it. Yeah, or they go by those ratings that you mentioned, which I or think is also Western, like is, not really a good system. And yeah. I mean, I I think this is why I was saying before, like just because there's something that you disagree with, don't just write off the whole company because there's just, there's no company that I've looked at that didn't have something that I did not like. There's been no perfect company that I've ever right. found. Right. And some of them are very well known um, conundrums. Like Amazon is one we've talked about forever. Like it's such an incredible company filled with, brilliant people doing incredible work and by many accounts a fantastic place to work and then they've got people who are incredibly unhappy in the warehouses and hate the process and yet take the job because they need it and then you've got the other side which is like they're paid decently for that and better than other places and that's why they take that job and you know so it goes back and forth and it's a problem of a capitalist economy frankly and so I think you're, you're going to have to be in the at real At a certain world. point, you have to be in a real world and you have to yeah. make a choice. Make the choice. And I, these are what helped, these helped me make that choice. So, for example, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty publicly not a fan of Walmart. I've, I've been waiting for somebody to convince me Walmart's great. Um, but they've changed so much since the company was founded. Yeah. And they have been so deeply responsible for a massive change in our values and what we are willing to spend for things and beggaring our neighbors and this whole litany of things we can talk about. But, you know, so I don't, I don't buy Walmart. And I, I thought when I was first looking at Costco, they were kind of cut out of the same cloth hmm. and it turns out they're not at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. They have a whole, I think, very responsible way of going about the world. So it, yeah, it's, you got to do it. It's on complicated. Your own, it's and it's one of the most exciting things about investing on yeah. your own. This is what really makes it turn into flesh and blood. You know, it's yeah. not just numbers on on a page. Yeah, it's real people's job, how they really interact with the world. It's real. So cool. uh, that's so right. It's real people. It's and it's really it's our money really affecting how we want the world to be. Like Spotify is another one that I've thought about. Like. That's one where a lot of people think, oh, it's stealing money from creators, from people who own the copyright to their music and aren't getting paid enough for it. And then the other side of it says, well, no, they're actually offering an incredible platform to creators that they had no way to access before that gets their music out to people straight away and bypasses horrible record companies that have (laughs) completely pillaged music creators for 
however long they've existed. I mean, in a way, both things are true. So, like, that's just another one that I think about yeah, and no, debate. That's, that's and it's a good one. It's frustrating. And there's truly no perfect company. And I think anybody who wants one is never going to end up investing. But at the same time, if you're looking, if you divorce yourself completely from that side of, of questioning, then how do you really stay with a company for a long time? I really don't even know and, and how that process about, would look. And absolutely right. And I mean, how would that process look? Because, I mean, you're not acting like an owner if you don't even connect with what they do yeah. morally. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Completely. So I, I think, think this, this is, is a so great cool. list. I'm just going to read it out again and then we'll end. So this right. is, my kids are proud I own this business. The business deserves to be in the world in 20 years, and the business matches my personal and business values. Yeah. Excellent. Fun stuff. Brings Excellent. investing alive, alive, alive. Yeah. yeah. All right, you guys. Go and go go try this out on your own about what 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 do you actually do? What values? If someone looked at you um, and saw everything you're doing, what values would you be showing the world? And then those are the things you can buy. Kind of like that. Hmm. Anyway, have fun thinking about it. It's a fun puzzle. <laughs> and then there's a lot in the middle. <laughs> a lot in the middle. All right. All right. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. Time to go play. See ya. Bye. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to Invested. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit our website at investedpodcast.com and sign up for my virtual workshop right there. Spots are definitely limited for this event. I'm not kidding. They really are. They sell out very quickly. So everything discussed on this podcast, by the way, is either my opinion or it's Danielle's opinion. And it's really important. It's not to be taken as investing advice because I am not your financial advisor, nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. So remember that. You're on your own here. This podcast is for your entertainment and education only, and I really hope you enjoyed it.